रहा है हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर तो माकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण जोहर आयुष्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार रात फिल्म फेयर के मंच पर होंगे रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रीफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट द सिक्सटी नाइन्थ फिल्म फेयर अवार्ड ट्वेंटी विद गुजरात टूरिज्म ऑन संडे I suppose not. 
That review watcher. Nice of you. You're not a playwright, Everett. You, uh... You at least saw the play I present. Of course. An author spends a year writing a play, and that's the consideration he gets. Any of your money in it? Everything I've got. Oh, too bad. Why didn't you consult me before? Let me read it. Because I knew what I'd get. Sarcasm, smart cracks, not one bit of constructive criticism. There is a small item you've forgotten. Talent. No one has yet succeeded in drawing milk from an elephant. Nor kindness from a critic. If you wanted charity, you should have said so. Do you want me to go over it scene by scene and show you how bad it is? No, because you couldn't. That's the trouble, you know. The people don't decide what's good or bad anymore. They wait for the critics to tell them. Well, thanks to you, I know my play is dead, Atkins. But I also know you're a fake. You've been phony all your life. If the Rover Boys in Switzerland had Edgar Allan Poe's name on it, you'd call it great. Oh, easy, old boy. You're getting carried away. You picked on the wrong guy, Archer. I've got 20 million readers, too. And before this thing's over, I'm going to make you look like the village idiot. Just do me a favor, Atkins. Check my column tomorrow. It'll interest you. famous as the Atkins-Clayton affair, fell neatly into seven parts, seven steps to murder. Clayton's play, of course, was the first step, and the scathing review that appeared in the Globe the next day over your signature was the second. But when you arrive at your office the next day, Murchison, the editor, is sitting on your desk waiting for you, the afternoon edition of the ledger in his hand. Hello, Murchison. Read Clayton's column? I did not. Lead paragraph. Listen. I am now reconciled to the fact that my play, The Whirlwind, will close in a matter of days as a result of the efforts of a group of critics headed by Archer Atkins. As a matter of fact, Atkins is not equipped to set himself up as a critic or even a writer. He has no conception of literature, dramatic, poetic, or otherwise. And I intend to prove it. Well, amusing, but not very. You started all of this, Atkins. I think you should have apologized. I'm going to be quite busy, Murchison. I'm sure there are a few obituaries that require your keen intelligence. I hope Clayton gives you a sock on the jaw. That's step number three, Archer. The public challenge that went out to 20 million readers. You decide it's ridiculous, of course, and forget about it. The play lasts five days in closing. Then one evening, some weeks later, Barbara Ross, the fashion editor on the ledger, walks up to you in the lobby and taps you on the shoulder. Archer, darling. Oh, good evening, my dear. Archer, I found something I thought you'd want to glance at. Why, did Clayton put me in print again? <laughs> Nothing like that. Somebody hadn't read his book of poetry. Of course, sir. It was printed privately, only 50 copies. Let me see, 
14 by Jafar Ahmed. What's it about? Well, I think it's lovely. It's written by an immigrant boy about his love for a little girl. Oh, no, thank you. Oh, but our poetry, darling, is as much a part of adolescence as the first shave, and just about as important. But it's really quite good. The boy seems to have an excellent sense of meter and a, a good deal of insight, too. Archer, you know so much more about poetry than anyone else I know. All right, dear. I look it over. Step number four, the book of poetry. Nothing to it, of course, is there, Archer? But you take it home and toss it on the nightstand. And just before you decide to turn out the lights, you pick it up and glance at the first page. Forgotten completely, spring to life. Yes, this boy has managed to capture something out of every man's youth. Something that gets under your skin and stays there. You finish the book, get out of bed hurriedly, and sit down at your typewriter. You can't wait until tomorrow, can you, Archer? You've got to get it on paper now. are immature, there's something great and universal about this work. The volume has been printed privately, but in my opinion, it would be a wise investment for any publisher to issue it in quantity. Fourteen by Jaffa Ahmed should never be forgotten. Ah, I ought to do it. It'll be on the bestseller list in a month. to a copy boy, unaware, of course, that you've just completed step number five. Although you don't know it, the minute you turned in that review, you moved nearer to murder than you've ever been in your life. It's just 24 hours later when the same boy walks into your office, places a newspaper on your desk, Step number six. Here's your copy of the legend. No, no. Round town with Edward Clay. Oh, here we are. Three months ago, I promised to reveal Archer Atkins, the so-called dean of literary critics, as a phony. Today, I call attention to the raves he's been giving the book of poems called Fourteen, supposedly written by a 14-year-old Iranian lad. The fact is, gentle readers, I... Fourteen. What a shocking, eh, Archer? Oh, hold on, I just—I didn't see you. That's all right. You needn't hide that. Some of our best people read Everett Clayton, including the publishers of this paper. Just trash, just trash. And lies too. Oh, I Clayton never wrote fourteen. He hasn't got enough sense. Seems to know a lot about it, Archer. Read on. He tells just how he did it. He had no knowledge of poetry. He says just threw together the lushest and most senseless adjectives he could concoct. Had the whole mess printed up on the quiet. <laughs> you, the great Archer Atkins, praised it to the skies. Are you trying to tell me that you believe this nonsense? What's what a man's... A man's got readers, people. Archer. Twenty million of them, so calm down. Don't tell me to calm down. As a matter of fact, why don't you get out of here? 
absolutely at that typewriter. I'll teach Clayton his plays. Not at a globe, you won't. And why not? I talked to the publishers. We want your resignation by the end of the month. From now on, I'm editing your material, and I don't intend to have any libel suits on my hands. Not even to save the great name of Archer Atkins. Good day. Well, for once I've had the last word. Well, Archer, a turn you never expected. And it's even worse when you reach the Stratford Club and learn that you've suddenly been turned into a laughing stock. <laughs> Archer, old boy, how could you? What was it now? I, uh, I still feel the music, the poignant expression of an adolescent love. <laughs> Sweetly agonizing emotions, part of every man's youth. <laughs> I want a lot of poisonous pain on your skull, my dear hand. Gentlemen, gentlemen, you hear? The great Atkins is no longer capable of using his cutting tongue. He must now resort to a cane. <laughs> Got you, hasn't it, Archer? And it hurts deep, twisting inside you until finally the seventh step begins to take shape. The seventh and final step murder. It's a frightening thought, isn't it, Archer? Frightening but very clear. It's all there in your mind as you ride up to your luxurious suite in the elevator. Everett Clayton is a man of habit. One of them forced upon him by his health. You know all about that, Archer. How each evening at seven, a waiter brings a large glass of milk into his apartment. You smile as you let yourself into your rooms across the hall. Tonight, that same waiter must bring you something as well. Hello. Hello, coffee shop. This is Mr. Atkins. I wonder if you'd send me up something, huh? Oh, I don't know. Something light, a chicken sandwich, perhaps. Oh, no, no hurry. Well, said you, you have a waiter coming to Mr. Clayton's rooms at seven. That's time enough, surely. Yes, don't make a special trip. Thank you. A waiter... Sandwich and coffee for me? Oh, yes, sir. but I was going to stop first at Mr. Clayton. Yes, well, come in a moment. I'll set it down there on the desk, will oh. you? And I wonder if you'd do something for me. I um, I tried to unlock a suitcase a moment ago, but I couldn't seem to turn the key. Would uh, you have a look at it, please? Why, certainly, sir. Where is it? In the bedroom. Of course, if it's too much trouble. Not at all, sir. I have handled a lot of things. hesitate as the waiter starts across to the bedroom. Then you turn quickly to the tray he set down on your desk. Before he comes back, you empty the contents of a small envelope into the milk intended for Clayton. You stir it hastily, and then return to your book. Well, I got it open for you, sir. That lock is sprung a little bit, though. Oh, well, I'll have to have it attended to. Here you go. Thanks for your trouble. Not at all, sir. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. You settle back in your chair now, giving the waiter time to deliver the glass of milk to Clayton. A few minutes later, you slip out into the corridor and down the hall, 
stop outside of Clayton's door and listen. He's talking to someone on the telephone. Yes, yes, I got your letter. Well, what did you expect me to do? All right, all right. I promise I'll see them about it first thing tomorrow. Yes, yes, I promise. Goodbye. You wait tensely after Clayton hangs up, hoping no one will come along the hall and find you standing there. Moment dragged by. What is he doing? Is he ever going to pick up that glass? And then. A moment later, you whip the door open, step inside, and lock it. A glance at Clayton's body sprawled on the floor assures you that he's dead. Quickly, you cross the room and sit down at his battered, portable typewriter. To my dear mother, comma, my sister, comma, and gentle readers, colon. It isn't often that a man gets the opportunity to write his own obituary, period. Believe me, comma, this isn't easy, comma, but I've been ill for some ten years now. You type rapidly, Archer, because you know exactly what you want Clayton's suicide note to say. It includes, above all else, a confession, one in which the dead Everett Clayton will admit to the world that he perpetrated a deliberate hoax against you. His note tells how he lied in claiming to have written the verses in the book 14. How actually, he simply dug up a number of anonymous ballads and revised them a bit. You put it all down, Archer, your way. But if ever it's Clayton's style. And then you add his well-known signature. Just the two simple typewritten letters. E. C. Thanks, my dear Everett. We'll see tomorrow how your 20 million readers like this one. Someone is dead, I assume he's dead. 
whether he was shot through the head with a cannon, threw himself into Mount Vesuvius, or was clubbed to death with the missing arm of Venus de Milo, doesn't concern me in the least. Poison is more to your liking, isn't it? I don't know what you're trying to imply. Well, let's make it clear, then. How long did it take you to write that note? Note, Captain. The suicide note in Clayton's typewriter. Oh, do tell in verse, no doubt. It says Clayton never wrote those poems, that he stole them from some anonymous ballads. Well, I insisted on that all the time. Wait till I get hold of that editor. You wrote that note, Atkins. You poisoned Clayton and ran the note off on his typewriter. <gasps> Nonsense. Who gave you that story? Some idiot from the ledger. Take a look at these papers, Atkins. Ever seen them before? Uh, they're yellow. They're very old, aren't they? They're poems you wrote to Everett Clayton's sister when you were 14, over 40 years ago. What? That book of poetry you reviewed was not written by Jafar Ahmed or Everett Clayton, but by Archer Atkins. Review it, my own poetry. So it wasn't suicide, you see. No, wait a minute. He, he still did it. It was a malicious trick. Now listen, Captain. It wasn't I, suicide, Atkins. Because Clayton's sister blew up when she read what he did with those poems after she sent them to him. She phoned him last night. He was talking to his sister. She made him promise a public retraction. Clayton was going to see you about it in the morning. Join us again next week when once again the United States Air Forces in Europe presents The Whistler. रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रीफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट्स With Gujarat Tourism on Sunday 18th February 9 p.m. only on ZT.